Hello and welcome everyone to yet another podcast on Close the Loop. This is your host Daryl, bringing to you yet another show where HR tell us their reflections about employers, employees and everything in between. Today's podcast is a bit of a continuation about what we covered in the last couple of podcasts. Uh, we spoke about work-life balance. We spoke about company culture and how does core values, uh, when driven internally, builds a great system. And we mutually concluded that the moment the company culture is set with core values, so next immediate step is to build in the right set of people. And when I say the right set of people, we are talking about disruptors, we are talking about creators, we are talking about leaders, and more importantly, owners who can drive, own, and take it to the next level. Now, the funny part is, every organization is out there to acquire the best talent, but on ground, it's quite a competitive space, simply because one has just many, many choices, right? And to even capture these talents, a funnel needs to be created, which cannot work without a strong recruitment strategy. But before even getting there, there is something extremely critical, which sometimes can be overlooked by organizations and that everyone is sourcing the right talent. To take this further, we have our very own Nupur Patak from Loop Health, who's the lead talent acquisition, who will give us an insider's perspective on what goes behind the scenes when it comes to sourcing the right talent. Nupur, welcome to the podcast. I'm sure our listeners here are eager to see what you have to share and unlearn today. How are you doing today? Hey, Daryl. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I hope you're doing well too. And uh, I mean, I'm really thankful that, you know, I have been given a chance to uh, be here and, uh, you know, represent Loop or uh, speak about, uh, you know, what uh, actually, uh, uh, you know, is uh, sourcing is all about. Right. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm equally thankful to my team to uh, say that they have put somebody from our own team in front of me for these questions. So I'm like, hey, now we are talking to somebody from the inside, right? These are going to be like a lot of questions coming in, in terms of our practices and how do we look at um, the industry for an overall perspective, right? So I think this is going to be a fun one, Nupur. And I, I hope whatever I summarize in my introduction was uh, on the point and it reflects to, to what you have to say as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Awesome. So uh, Nupur, what we want to do going further is before we even mm-hmm. get into this podcast, why did you choose the space that you're currently operating in? What is the space that you're currently operating in? So uh, as Daryl uh, has already introduced, my name is Nupur. Uh, I take care of talent acquisition. I'm a ta- talent acquisition lead with Loop. Uh, I have uh, close to eight years of experience in talent acquisition. Mm-hmm. I have been doing talent acquisition. Like, so uh, I was working with Siemens before uh, working with Lou. I have been doing all types of uh, hiring uh, for different organizations. The, the, the funny part is uh, why I chose recruitment or talent acquisition is uh, I am a creative person uh, by mind. I love doing creating stuff. I actually uh, have done my master's in computer application. This is like really funny. I honestly did not know what to do. Um, so I went for an interview one day and uh, I saw the HR there who was taking, you know, coordinating stuff, uh, you know, uh, speaking to people, candidates, coordinating a lot of things. And it just, uh, I just had a thought in my mind, like, this sounds interesting. Uh, why, why can't I do something which is similar uh, to what she is doing? And obviously, I'll, uh, I am a people's person. So I thought this will uh, bring out, uh, I'll be happy to do this. And uh, I mean, there's, there's no joy like giving a job to someone uh, when you see smile on their faces. When I started applying, I got an opportunity uh, with uh, iPlace, uh, which is in two US staffing. Right. I gave the first interview and I cracked it. 
surprisingly nice. so i started working there and my journey started like that interesting and uh, were you a part of different uh, industry verticals or were you typically sourcing for a particular mm-hmm. set of our industry okay so um for the first organization of course i said uh, it was uh, into us staffing uh then i uh, switched on to uh, you know a kind of a recruitment firm or what we call as recruitment agency wherein i actually learned recruitment then i got a opportunity with seaman so it has been across industries and on both the sides so just from sourcing to taking care of end to end and uh, yeah i mean right now uh, i mean with seamans and loop it has been like end to end understood so two keywords here sourcing and recruitment right uh mm-hmm. i'm going to come back to this sometime later uh sure. i want to like deep uh, dive deeper into this section right so sure. different uh, uh, 8 years of experience nupur how challenging mm-hmm. is the space for you right now uh i wouldn't say challenging i would say it's fun um because i am doing something which i uh, genuinely like there's a funny story behind so i wanted to do my mba in hr uh, but uh, uh, i mean my father wouldn't be happy after li- listening to this but uh, i told him that i want to do mba in hr by the time i realized i had taken admission to mca and right. uh, my parents being typical uh, orthodox indian parents uh, they wanted me to continue with what i'm doing and not going into uh, this space that's how i started with it interesting okay i i think that's yeah. that's the story that uh, most of us typically go through and absolutely it's, it's absolutely. quite a battle where you have family on one side and then you have your personal interests on one side and Correct. very few people do what they have to do and they realize Absolutely. that you know, at the end it's the right choice right i'm glad you've done right. that and and uh, i'm glad to hear that you said you're having fun as well because that was my next question and now i don't yes. have any next questions on your <laughs> on your past experience yeah. so i think we are good to move to the next uh, you know next Absolutely. stage of our podcast and this sets the stage for you know uh, whatever you told us and you mentioned about sourcing and recruitment right i'm coming to the uh-huh. first point here good i'm talking about sure. sourcing right now and this is what our topic is in plain mm-hmm. and simple words what is sourcing mm-hmm. what is the sourcing all about okay uh so in simple words uh sourcing means finding the right kind of candidate for the requirement that an organization has or the hiring manager have so for example i'm looking for um, a data analyst today so sourcing means look, so obviously data analyst have certain kind of skills that uh, you know they should which are must have basically absolutely so finding a person who is capable to do that job along with the skills that uh, the organization is looking for so okay. the right fit for the right kind of job is what is called as sourcing understood so i think uh, i've been a part of few hiring drives right and mm-hmm. by the way you explained it i think i've been using sourcing recruitment and hiring quite synonymously so what is yeah. then what do you mean by recruitment because you mentioned recruitment and you mentioned sourcing so can you like break this down for me in terms of how does Absolutely. how does recruitment and hiring work together sure um okay so recruitment what we can say is a process and hiring is kind of a subset or a part of the recruitment so recruitment is a bigger group and hiring is one of the parts so recruitment begins when there's a need of hiring so i want to hire someone i want a person in my team or my organization who will do essential job like which is required so okay. that's where uh, the hiring need arises and to fulfill that hiring need we do recruitment the process of hiring that person 
is called as relevant. Understood. So clear distinguishing between sourcing, recruitment, and hiring. And given mm-hmm. your given your diverse background, Nupur, mm-hmm. over the past eight years that you've been coming from, in your opinion, and again based on your background, do companies mm-hmm. give enough attention to sourcing mm-hmm. as a part of their strategy, or is it all muddied together? Is it all mucky together? And is there any examples that you can give to support this? Sure. Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, I mean, there is a hiring need and people want the right kind of people. So, what generally is uh, considered as, uh, you know, organization organizations usually look for a 100% match. So, I want these 10 skills. So, the person should have these kind of skills. And uh, trust me, it's, it's, it's all over the place. Like, for most of the organizations, it's all over the place. So, uh, you know, right from finding the right candidate. So, uh, I would say this is the most neglected part that the organizations usually, uh, you know, uh, maybe focus on because they have, they have other things to take care of. What they need is or what they focus on is getting the right person. How you are getting that person is generally not paid attention to. Understood. So and that's where people like us uh, are there or uh, create or, or play a vital role in finding right kind of people and filling their needs or, you know, um, having the right kind of person to do the right kind of job. Okay. So from what I'm getting is that sourcing mm-hmm. is an important part of the equation. Absolutely. Which, if neglected, can have completely different results. Exactly. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So if this is neglected, Nupur, uh, I mm-hmm. don't know what percentage of companies uh, typically go to this phase, but at what point do these companies... Uh, seriously start paying attention to sourcing mm-hmm. when do they actually feel like okay all this time we've got this wrong uh there's something mm-hmm. called a sourcing which we need to pay attention to and mm-hmm. at what point does this come in like where does this realization hit um for example um let's see there, there there's an organization named xyz um they want someone to take care of their talent acquisition Let, let's just take talent acquisition example okay yeah. So, for example, they do not have a function of talent acquisition right now. They want to hire someone who's taking care of their hiring. It's been almost uh, 45 days. They are not they are not uh, finding the right kind of person. So they have their uh, they have their needs uh, you know mentioned properly that someone who knows uh, these kind of skills, looking for right kind of person, someone who knows interviewing, basic screening. Or you know, uh, have, having sourcing tools, someone who's done end-to-end recruitment, then uh, rolling out the offer letters. So once the role becomes really critical and they spend a lot of time looking for people and they're still not able to find the right kind of talent, okay. at that point generally this realization happens. Uh, it, it's been so many days, but then we are not able to fill, fulfill the role or you know get the right kind of person. At that time, the importance of sourcing is generally considered. And then uh, actually the right kind of people, for example, in recruitment are hired to look for right kind of people. Because if I expect one to 10 from a person and I hire hire a person who just just knows one and two out of 10, that's going to create problems later on in your organization because he or she will not be able to do the job that that you are expecting from him. Absolutely. And the other thing is he is uh, going to end up doing everything uh, incomplete. And you will have to give them hand-holding. This is the important thing which, you know, actually um, 
should be considered while looking for people and while sourcing so sourcing i would say is the most important and the first most important step uh, to any of the hiring or any of the recruitment uh, uh, for any organization so quality is the end result there we're talking about like quality candidates right yes. what you just described yes. is something like just on an employee would, would do but yeah. what we want from the sourcing strategy is to get great set of quality leaders drivers absolutely. and everything else right absolutely okay so by this uh, by what you just said nipur i'm getting a feeling that there's a lot that goes on behind this there's a lot that goes on behind sourcing the right absolutely. talent right so the importance i want to like talk more on the importance of sourcing like what is the impact of this on the entire talent management mm-hmm. life cycle sure um so uh, what we can say the goal the goal of talent sourcing um is like you know as most basic as to convert non applicants into applicants so people who are not probably actively looking for jobs or someone who are not active uh, enough to you know or they might not there's a thought in their mind that i might look out for something so basically mm-hmm. converting these kind of people to someone who is interested in a job is basically uh, the importance that this is the uh, most important thing in sourcing or okay, that's what sourcing does ideally and why is the need for a human element to be behind this entire process because mm-hmm. you're talking about converting a non applicant into an applicant right? right why can't this be automated why can't this be disrupted by technology right now So why is it so important that we need to have a team in place to get through the sourcing mm-hmm. strategy? Um so what I feel is the most important thing here is you need uh like you know if for example Daryl if you are looking out for a job you go mm-hmm. to a site uh, you just go through the job description you go to the company's website human tendency is uh, generally to overlook stuff i mean you so a lot of people when they even apply they just look for the job uh, title and they do not majorly or majority of the times they do not go into the depth okay. so uh, also the people who are good enough uh, generally are not that active on the portals or not rigorously looking they are they are waiting for the right kind of opportunity Got so it. even when we post a job which is a automated thing right we post job uh, we post it on uh, any of the tools or the portals that we have when people apply people do not pay attention to what is written inside they but pay mm-hmm. attention to the title that has uh, been written there okay so if i reach out to you and if i reach out to the candidates or any human reaches out to the candidates explaining them uh, why uh, this job is important what is the organization even if you do research you have a few questions uh, or maybe many of the times you are hesitant uh, for example especially uh, for the smaller organizations or the the startups people generally do not know much about that mm-hmm. people go after the brands so it becomes important to explain them and give them that confidence that this is an organization where you would enjoy or this is the right kind of role for you so it's kind of selling the right kind of job to right kind of people and I, i don't think this any of the technology as of now would be able to have that personal touch and convert any of the talent or uh, to or any of uh, the candidates to uh, you know a person who is actually interested okay a uh, fair point i would like to play the devil's advocate here and <laughs> <laughs> based so similar in the same organization right why we ran a drive where we had to source mm-hmm. a particular profile and uh, linkedin was the first stop 
for us, right? And we yeah. use Sales Navigator to kind of go in there, fetch in the profiles, mm-hmm. create a list of these applicants. Like we had a list of like what two fifty to three hundred uh, applicants mm-hmm. right there. And mm-hmm. with additional tools, you do you can create templates which you can push in first level, second level, third level communication. Of course, it will be templatized, but it does some level of automation when it comes to that sourcing. So again. Mm-hmm. Is this completely different from what you're saying right now? The example that I gave. Ah, uh, uh, obviously, any tool would work on uh, the algorithm that you give or the mm-hmm. templates that you create. Uh, so, any of these candidates or anyone. So, if if you and me are working in the same space today, let's say you you are working in talent acquisition and even I'm working in talent acquisition. Right. If we both build our CVs or resumes, uh, I'm sure. There is going to be a like these two are going to be like entirely different kind of CVs or resumes because the way you think, the way I think is different. And okay. a lot of candidates, what we generally say is, candidates are not resume writers. So especially for non-technology roles, it, someone will write something, someone else will write something else. So if mm-hmm. there's a template, obviously you can give a what is a template? You'll define a few keywords. You'll dis- you will define a framework and basis that. The candidates will be moved to the next round. Understood. But uh, for for example, for a sales role, what a human will understand, uh, what the CV says or the resume says, any of the tool will not be able to understand that. Uh, you will pass on. I mean, the tool will pass on the candidates to first round, second round, third round. But if there are any specific needs, like you know, we want this this years of experience, he must have done this kind of work, or you know. Uh, look at uh, the target that he is achieving. Tool mm-hmm. will not be able to get that. Understood. Or, you know, some things you can find out through the interaction with people. And uh, if, for example, a tool passes on ten CVs, there's a higher chance of uh, these CVs, uh, you know, uh, getting rejected in the later stages when we have uh, in in person or a video conversation. Got it. But if a person speaks, uh, the uh, the chance of getting those CVs uh, shortlisted or converting them or uh, you know offering these kind of people becomes more. Also, the other thing is, if there's a human touch, people generally tend to trust, uh, have that trust, gauge that trust, and people become more interested or you know they have that confidence that this is something which I'm looking for and this is going to work out for me. Absolutely, so I think I, that's, I think that's the, the difference. Yeah. yeah, I think the point that you mentioned about the human touch hits hits the nail right in the spot yeah. and yeah. I, I truly believe that because even during my days of application uh, a simple reply coming in means a lot let it be a that's rejection true. let it be like hey you're selected let's do the next round it means a lot to the candidate right it's, trust me that matters i mean if you send an email to a candidate and if you call a candidate and tell them look you know this uh, this probably did not work out this time but we would be really keen uh, to have you again after six months or you know uh, after some time People do remember these kind of people. So I have a few candidates whom I interacted with, like, say, uh, uh, a couple of years back, and they are mm-hmm. still in touch with me. Uh, whenever they are looking out, they just ping me or they just send me an email or call me saying, "Hey, I'm looking out. Do you have anything?" So that thing, I think, any of the tools will not be able to do ever. That that your connections will do, and uh, that that creates a massive difference here. Absolutely, you totally destroyed my uh, technology <laughs> <laughs> disruptor question, and I, th- I think I love the answer that you've given right there. What? How do you go about sourcing them? What are these different strategies? What are these tips and tricks that you can give us here today to 
tell us like these are the different channels just these are different parts that i go in there and source these candidates mm -hmm. okay so i can name a few strategies of course mm -hmm. strategies required to source the right kind of talent yeah. uh, so maybe uh, you know uh, spend analysis analysis then um, you know uh, supplier market share analysis then uh, you know uh, uh, the right kind of tools uh, you know which uh, we can use so these kind of things uh, which uh, actually you know uh, are uh, important in regards to you know get into this right so uh, i think what you've given me is if i have to categorize that it's more on like a higher level uh, strategy uh, strategy if i'm not mistaken yeah. but yeah. on the ground yeah. Uh, before we, we mm -hmm. even get to plan B of that strategy, what are the basic mm -hmm. steps? If you mm -hmm. go in that direction, you will uh, get the best results. For example, uh, if I can think of something, let's say communication. How do we communicate right. externally when it comes to these job descriptions, or who do we, who are we looking for? So, anything on the on on this front, yeah, uh, that you have, mm -hmm. which you can share. Sure. Okay. So I can share a few pointers which might uh, help. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, mm -hmm. which which will help uh, in recruiting or sourcing the best talent. Okay. First and the most trusted uh, thing is uh, trust your referrals. So your team which you currently have will have a set of people whom they know who are doing similar roles. So just trust them and have these people refer. Uh, this works the best. Trust me. Um, then what? Another sourcing strategy could be we can consider the past applications that we already have. People who have applied before, but we did not get in touch with them. This could be one of the things. Understood. Then, uh, uh, you know, uh, diversify your talent acquisition search. So, you know, post it as on as many portals or basically advertise your job on whatever okay. source is possible. And what portals? Can you give some examples here? Sure. Um, so a few, uh, you know, really uh, common tools or well-known tools are one is LinkedIn. LinkedIn works the best when it comes to hiring people. Okay. Then there are job boards like Knockery, there's Indeed, um, there, there's Monster. So these kind of, uh, you know, uh, things. Uh, the best thing is your company's uh, website and the company page. Uh, you get a lot of people or applicants, applicants from there. So these are a few examples. Um, then when it comes to non-technology, uh, you know, do not rely on the keywords or the resume keywords that uh, uh, generally the job description have, because a right. lot of people uh, are used to, you know, uh, taking care or just, just looking at the keywords. It doesn't work in uh, all the ways or, or all the, it doesn't work all the times. Um, hiring internally, give, giving opportunities to people you already have. Someone who's working as an executive today doing an extremely good job, excellent job can be promoted to a lead or a senior executive today. So this also works really good. So this is one of the techniques. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, these are a few examples which I could um, tell in regards to, you know, what are the sourcing techniques or what is the, you know, uh, what, what are the things that we can use for sourcing. Understood. So we spoke about referrals. You mentioned about tools yeah. like Nokri and LinkedIn. Yeah. The importance of having content on your page on your website, which can attract talent. Absolutely. Um, yeah. how, how I'm categorizing this is one is internal and one is online. Um, yeah. Is there anything that can happen on an offline basis? Offline basically would have like, you know, like one of the things would be like meeting your people, meeting the employees personally. So if you're on the floor, you are at office today, meet people, speak with them 
and you know just tell them hey i'm looking for this kind of person if you know anyone just let us know this could be one of the offline technique uh, techniques uh, which i know about um, uh, but other other thing now we are all uh, you know so much into technology and so used to technology that nothing works like technology so for example if i am in pune today and i'm looking for a candidate for delhi so maybe offline would not work but if i posted online saying i have a job in De- delhi so that the job will have you know a vast audience or you know vast reach than the offline uh, media that we have so my next question is is this something that a larger setup would get into or do we have smaller companies who want to get their strategies right and maybe not mm-hmm. everyone can or does have the budget to invest in these technologies Absolutely. right uh right. what what if if this does come at a cost and the smaller mm-hmm. setups need to get their sourcing strategy right what hacks do you suggest right. for these early stage companies sure. sure okay um so um the best Uh, there are a few job boards which uh, allow you to post the job free on uh, on their platform for example indeed so this reminds me of my journey with loop when i started we had nothing we had no ats and uh, i started with posting jobs on indeed which are free so obviously uh, the applicants people who applied i tried speaking with them getting reference from them so if you are not a right match or right fit do you have a friend or if you are not interested do you have a friend who will be interested in this kind of job so this is how you build uh, you know the connections and this is how you start uh, you know uh, getting into or getting the right kind of talent with less lesser cost possible the other thing is checking with your employees this is the best possible way so uh, for example someone someone who's a new joiner who he joined today you can meet them say hi hello and just tell them that you know we are looking for more more folks like you so if do you think anyone from your previous organization would do, do this job what you you have been hired for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and this works wonders so this is one of like this could be the best or the effect, most effective way to you know if if you have a budget constraint you can just go for free job boards or uh, speak to your own employees if you are speaking to a candidate check with them if you know few more people who would be interested in this job and this really helps out great uh this was pretty airtight actually you gave you <laughs> gave a perspective on those who do have a tight budget you gave a complete yeah. set of strategies which can be applied for companies who have the budget and maybe you have a team to apply them mm-hmm. but i believe whenever you do have strategies in place whenever you do have processes in place you have defined mm-hmm. a way how you going to do things you will always have challenges some will, you will have speed breakers you, i mean no matter the best strategy that you can uh, implement you will come across challenges right my yeah. question to you here nipur is on a very macro level what are some of the mm-hmm. three four challenges that you've come across when it comes to okay. sourcing mm-hmm. sure um so from my experience um we have uh, especially your in domestic market there's a peak where a lot of people are looking for job uh, which is especially generally uh, when the appraisals are done uh, many of the people are not happy with the designations or the compensation that has been allocated or given to them and that is the peak uh, you know so uh, this generally a lot of organizations have their appraisals 
uh, somewhere in March, April. After which, you generally would see a lot of people looking out for jobs because they are not happy with some or the other reason. In this time span, you'll have a lot of people looking out, and that's the best time to look out for people. So, every uh, depends on the ups and downs of uh, the the like you know the market. You'll have to you know uh, make your strategies and uh, you know look for people accordingly. That's. That really blew my mind, actually. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> I did, I did, I never thought of that, but whatever you said does make sense, and I'm yeah. sure you are geared for this. And so, Nupur, when I walked into this podcast, I had a very different understanding of sourcing. What you have mm-hmm. given us today is, or at least me for an understanding, is quite deep and vast, right? And it's quite evident that sourcing is an important function in the entire recruitment process, which definitely yeah. does have a downstream effect. If done right, positive. Yeah. If done wrong, bad for the organization. And we also agree that, rather you confirm that this is something that cannot be taken over directly by technology. It is important to have a process in place to operationalize the sourcing. And of course, the role of technology can be as an enabler to make things easier, to make the processing easier. But in okay. short, I think I can conclude by saying that one should not ignore sourcing, or it will definitely bite you back. So, Nupur, I think uh, we spent a lot of time on sourcing, and uh, I think mm-hmm. this was quite productive. You also gave me a slight inkling of what we should be covering next. I'll go back to my guys and say that, <laughs> hey guys, we have the next topic in mind. But with this, I would love to wrap up today's episode on sourcing the right talent. Uh, listeners, if you found this meaningful, please try out some of these strategies to maximize your sourcing efforts. Once again, I would like to thank Nupur for joining us today and thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. We will see you again for the next podcast. Thank you, everyone.